right here, yeah Take it slow, man, the vibe, I entice it Hey, when I box, I might tice it Ah, uh, if the price ain't right, it ain't worth it Flip it back when I get up the stack When I come, I deserve it Yo, I Hello, hello and welcome to episode two of the Creative Comforts podcast. I am your host, Jordan, um, and today I'm joined by a good friend of mine who I'm very, very excited to have on the podcast because he has got some stories to tell. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Yeah, this is this is Gabs. This is Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel Stamps. <laughs> hello, everybody. And all the other aliases he goes under. <laughs> yeah. we'll, get into, we'll get into all of that. Um, <laughs> tell me... Tell me basics, tell me the, the simples, what, what is your name, what you do, tell me all your names, tell me all <laughs> the things that you do, list them, I want to hear okay. it all. Okay, alright, where do I start? So, um, well, my name's Gabriel, uh, everyone knows me as Gabs for, uh, for short, I guess, um, uh, I, I do a bit of everything really, <laughs> so um, yeah, I started with like graphics and you know, my whole sort of uh, journey through education has been really kind of creative based so you know I've been doing a lot of visual things um, more recently I've been more musical and uh, you know amongst all of that I've also been at uni doing something completely different uh, but you know something I hope to sort of combine later on in life which is architecture um, so I've just finished uni that's actually mad architecture but is actually a mad degree yes <laughs> they've got a lot to teach us but how can you do an architecture degree in three years I just I don't I've well that's the thing it's not even a three-year course it's a seven-year course what so um, yeah it's literally like you've got to do the first three years is your part one and then that's when you're part one qualified so you can go and get an architecture job um, with a firm that's, you know, uh, REBA certified, which is the Royal Institute of British okay, yeah, Architecture. Yeah. Um, the, like governing body for architecture. Yeah, yeah. basically. So uh, you go through part one and then uh, I believe part two is what I'm trying to get into now, which is your two placement years. Okay, that's um, where you actually learn it, no? Yeah, so that's like more industry-based. You're in there and, you know, sort of learning Hands on in practical. practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm sort of in a in a bit of a limbo stage right now because I'm working on my portfolio in order to get to that point. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a slow process. But and that's just your architecture yeah. portfolio, bro. Like. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. What have you What have you been up to recently? Tell me, like your last. Tell Tell me about the last couple of years, because like obviously COVID has been COVID's been here. Yeah. And true. artists have been hit like mad because a lot a lot of us are self. Um, like, mm. do you know what I mean? Self-employed and like trying to earn off what we do, and it's, yeah, it's not so easy. So, like, how has that hit you in terms of your art, in terms of your creative? Well, to be fair, with like uh, with the creative field, obviously, there's um, there's this big stigma that there's you know there's a small percentage that you know really like make it and get successful and you know make a lot off it and. You know, everybody's got their own little communities where they sort of, you know, are in the spotlight, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In... This is the people, too many people look at it from too big a perspective, I think. Mm. Like, you've got to look at the big picture, but that's it. within and within your circles, if you're doing well. That's it. Do you so, know what I mean? You know, you always try and, like, um, I've always sort of 
you know, I've tried to branch out and network with as many people in Brighton as I can. So and, you've been in uh, Brighton for the, the last couple of years at yeah, UB, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. So, Studying uh, architecture. Yeah, so, so that's been my second and third year. Have you been making music while you've been at uni and doing stuff like that? Um, so production has been more of a new thing for me recently because obviously I've, uh, I've just delved into, you know, like all these doors and, you know, digital audio workshop, etc., etc. Um, Logic, Ableton, just to try and familiarise myself with that platform. Now I, I've done enough mixing and enough DJing now for the past like two, three years that I've sort of you know, I've sort of worked out that I want to start to make my own sound and, you know, I can combine enough tracks, but I feel like the only way to really, you know, progress in, um, you know, the genre that I picked, which is drum and bass in this case, yeah, yeah. is to, you know, be able to produce and mix. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. Everybody starts on one thing. And you've then, got, yeah, you know, you've got to try and cover all bases because this is, this is what Anton was saying last week was that you can train up in one thing but people want everything for a smaller price you know what i mean they'd rather pay someone more to do four or five jobs than pay three or four people to do That's so you it. can't just really specify you've got to learn as much as you possibly can to be mm. as adaptable as possible 100%. especially if you want to do it legit and go professional and, and work your way up that way that's it man that's it and i mean i'm uh you know i'm looking at it from uh the perspective of you know when i get into the field of architecture that I would like to get into ideally, which is, you know, festival design and venue oh, design. Yes. You know, that is when I will be able to make those connections and you have know. you how close to that are you? Have you done anything in that sort of field yet? So um I've spoken to a few people in industry about where I need to get to to be able to, you know, use use a CAD software to make a you know, make a, a stage, let's say. Yeah, so and layman's terms, what's a CAD software like? It's just what so you design. That's computer aided design, so that's mm -hmm. any kind of 3D design software, um, you know, like uh, Rhino. Oh, like I used to, at school, I used to use that. What's the Google one? Google SketchUp. Yeah, I used to, is that it. like a basic that's one? It. Yeah. That so. is the basic one. I mean, some architects use it now, it's not really. I think a lot of us like, at school got bored and, and ended up on that. On, yeah. uh, Honestly, that is the that trying is to the make place. some mad to like the river Thames and try and make London, but I had no idea where anything went in London, so I mm -hmm. just drop like drop the marble arch right by the river, like yeah. <laughs> That's it. But that was it, that was the basics, but you obviously went on to do a bit more than that. Okay, so that sort of software, which again it's like learning to use logic or a door. Doors are actually like cryptic they're so mm. hard to learn how to use mm. and a lot of people spend a three-year degree solely learning to use those things honestly one of my closest friends up in brighton right now he's doing um like music production uh, at uni himself i think he's in his final year uh big up ed if you're listening to this man love you to bits um honestly compton dmb man he's uh he's he's a wizard on is sound that, design. Is that his Instagram? Like, what is it? Um, it is Compton DMB, Compton .dmb. So um, I'll plug that first before yeah. I plug myself. I'll plug myself <laughs> at the end, but first I'm plugging everybody else. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do um, that. That's a good shout. So yeah, large up Compton. Uh, he's getting all sorts done, mate. And uh, you know, he's he's working really creatively. Like he's using hardware and stuff now at uni. 
and you know he's he's learning the ins and outs of like frequencies and wow that is someone with a passion in it that is someone who wants to know but um to have a musical mind is one thing to have a mind that can do that is like different levels yeah different levels i could never imagine it honestly like um like there's a handful of them so we've got a collective in brighton uh called dirt trigger audio so you know that's been going for a little bit and we're still sort of going through you know a bit of a reconstruction and you know etc it's all in the works currently but um you know we've just decided to sort of um since we've been back we've been focusing on all our own bits and you know trying to get on track with you know just so what life. is this what is this collective like um it's a label so we've got a, a music really? label and we've uh we're a solid, um, what's it, 4,000 followers on wow. SoundCloud, but that's like, you know, over the course of like a few years, so it's what's been that? A, what's that on SoundCloud, would you search? Uh, it's Trigger Audio UK on SoundCloud, so um, uh, that's where you'll find like a lot of the sort of earlier bits, but we've got a few new bits on the way. Like anyone that enjoys, enjoys drum and bass, yeah. go and have a listen, innit? That it? is the place, Go and have a listen. And these guys know DMB because they love it. I know how much these like Gabs, all all of our friends, they really have like a passion for it. They just get into that zone. Honestly. They love DMB, and I love seeing people that love music like that. Yeah, even honestly. even on a level that I don't really understand, DMB is not really my thing. But like, I, I, to see people love music is a whole universal thing. I could safely say that it's like it's obviously something that I listened to a little bit before, like becoming close with our circle of friends that we've got now, but the thing that really like sort of toppled it for me and made me fall in love with the genre was when I came to Boomtown the first year. Um, <clears throat> that that was festival changes people's lives. I'm yeah. telling you, every person I see Honestly. who's been there, they say it's like Big the best them, thing man. they've ever seen. Honestly, large up Jack as well, because Jack sitting next to me so, is probably the reason So our, our very good friend, Mr. Jack Finnegan has joined us tonight. Hello, pie people. Solely, yes, solely yes. because, I mean, I know it's only episode two, but Gabs and Jack have a relationship like you would not believe, and Jack's Legit. been there <laughs> through some times we're going to talk about. So, like, right, let's let's go back. Let's go back to the start. So, I want to know, I want to know your upbringing, because you say you got into music quite late, but you've always been creative, you've always been artistic. So, where did that come from? Tell me about your roots, tell me about your start. So... Uh, for me, it started with just like I my first ever sort of you know design software that I that I used was Photoshop Elements, and the reason I started on Photoshop Elements was because all I really wanted to do was mess about with the stuff that you could do on Paint. Okay, so, how, how old you? Know, this was early days, probably like I I don't I can't pinpoint what age I was, but. Imagine the age we were at in like year seven or eight. Okay, like, like eleven or twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just messing about on paint. So I was doing that. So for that's a fairly bit. early to get into something like to to, to enjoy that because everyone enjoyed playing with paint, but like you, that's you it. went a bit so, deeper. Yeah. I, well, it, it it was it wasn't by choice because you know I couldn't have uh, the the computer I was using didn't have access to paint for some reason. So um, all I had was <laughs> none this, of them do now. Yeah, it's a shame. All I all I had was this big you know oh, complex okay. software. Yeah, RIP paint. RIP paint, man. Um, Microsoft paint. Microsoft paint. All I had was this complex software, and uh, I had no choice but to just like make my way through that. And then, you know, over time, you sort of you learn enough about it that you sort of 
get curious as to what all the other things can do and you see all these little effects. And I think a lot of people relate to that in, in whatever they do. Like yeah. when you, I picked up a guitar and as soon as I could play it a bit, I was like, I mm. want to know about this. That's it. Like, yeah, well, I, was, I used to do musical theatre and that was my past. Jack knows mm. that was, I loved that. I loved That's what it. I did and I was oh, my true self when I used Jordan. to do that. Yeah, and that like, was... I, I had such a love for that that I would just try and learn everything about it. I'd try and go to every show. I'd, I loved it. Like I actually loved it. I do miss it, but I've lost, lost my touch. <laughs> but I'm making music. We're doing things. You say this, yeah, getting there, man. You've honestly been like music, theatre, songs. Yeah, yeah. I do still hum away and like I, I listen to the odd bit of musical theatre, but I'm not like I couldn't go back into it. I've had too many years out. I've done too many, too many bad things to go back into that. <laughs> 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 yeah, haven't we all though, no? Yeah, man. Tell me, all right, tell me about school, like, because I, I always ask people this, because my school, my primary school especially, was <laughs> quite supportive of me with theatre and stuff like that. I was always the main part in the show, and, like, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I went to secondary school, and they were all right about it. Obviously, I got a bit of high school bullying, because I was <laughs> little mm -hmm. fat George doing ballet. But <laughs> I loved it, and I loved what I did, and I, I loved it enough to not really care about that. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, what what was your schools like? Where did you, like? So, for primary school, I went to Gerrard's Cross Church of England, and that was uh, that was a Catholic-run school. Um, it was, you know, it was good. I made some good friends, people I still talk to now. Um, you but, hadn't really found your like creative then, really, had you? Yeah, no, that was sort of that was too early to even think about. But you know, I was always sort of uh, still very musical. I was getting told off for bringing headphones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, it was what it was. The old headphone um, on the sleeve, you're that yeah, that's it, that's it. And then uh, you know, secondary school come about. Um, again, still very early days, but that was when it was more sort of a film influence for me. I was more influenced by film, so it was, you know, the kid adulthood, adulthood days. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. You know, all of those throwback movies. Yeah, that sort of a real, we, quite yeah. a small genre, but a very unique Legit. genre. I love, I love watching. Honestly, and then very I guess, <laughs> yeah, very powerful films and very powerful soundtracks as well. I might add. So you know, when you think about like what was played in those, uh, you know, in those films in particular, like that's like early days grime. You know, you know, Dizzy Rascals and yeah, man, you know, UK, UK grime, classic UK ones, and that's like, you know, that's classic one forty as well. And then I guess from, you know, from grime, that sort of was my gateway to dubstep and sort of electronic music. You know, that's where it all sort of... Uh, of course you like dubstep. Of course yeah. you're one of them kids. Yeah, Sky Skrillex one. days. Remember that, remember that Camden night? Oh, yeah, I do remember Camden. <laughs> I do remember Camden. We ended up with like a, a three-foot deep gap between us and the rest of the crowd. <coughs> Excuse me. Because, um, yeah, I just... Dubstep does things. <laughs> <laughs> it was party a funny times, party times. You used to be such an emo, Jack. Like, you used to... I remember you skanking. One of the first times I met you was at college. We were down an alleyway, and you were literally skanking to some drum and bass or some dubstep or something like, I don't know what it was, but you were oh, having a great yeah. time. You and old Jonah. <laughs> Shout out Jonah. He's a G. I miss yeah. Jonah. I do. That's how I've always known Jack, just bopping everywhere, man. That's, Jack's that's good energy, man. Like, honestly, energy, like, solid Jack energy. is good energy. Thank you. You are, to everyone. Like, if, if you know if someone really needs you, you're there. And not a lot of people can say that. That's it. 
that's that's the important thing in it. Didn't change your view of the world, did it? Yeah. So a bit older. So you're like 15, 16. You're leaving school. Oh yeah. What's going on around then? So you must have sort of starting to find yourself then. You're starting to yeah. That's what you want so, to do. Uh, Did you do A levels, college? Like I went to college. Yeah. So I went to Windsor College, uh, East Berkshire College. That oh, was, posh uh, boy. Oh mate, <laughs> far from it. It was still as you know. It was literally one train away from Langley, and it didn't feel much like different to Langley. Were you living in Langley at the time? No, no, I've been in Jerry's Cross my whole life. Oh, wow. You know, it's um, it's been, well, not my whole life, I guess. I started in Maidenhead and, you know, moved, like, in this area. So, you know, just moved here for a little bit. And, you know, I've been here for probably 20 years now, just over. Jarrah's Cross is a nice place. I do like Jarrah's Cross. Yeah, yeah, I it do enjoy nice. Jarrah's Cross. It's, um, you know, it's a nice uh, sort of escape away from everything else and... You know, it's something I never really, like, took for granted when I was in Brighton for, like, four years. You know, coming back to visit really did help. You know, it was my time away. It's super remote. and But at the same know. time, you really fell in love with Brighton and you got a whole thing going there. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Brighton's, Brighton's your I mean. place now. It's your end. Like, you, you like it there. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's... Uh, it's nice to switch off here, but then, you know, a lot of the time when I'm switched on and I'm, like, trying to get things done... Brighton is the place for it and you know it's uh, it's super you know close tight-knit everybody knows each other and you know it's all sort of uh, close together it's a very small community over there so you know things like musically go a long way I feel you like so but you like coming back to visit which is nice it's nice yeah. to stay in touch with you and tell me about like tell me about your family and stuff like so uh, yeah I mean um, I've been with my mum my whole life I've been uh, you know, sort of, um, I've got a stepsister and probably siblings across the world that I don't know about. Wow. Um, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I have, uh, uh, I like to think I have a close relationship with my dad and, you know, like, me and my mum have got along a lot more since I've been at uni, you know, it's uh, it's been a real eye-opener. Like, when I came to uni, it was... Uh, very overwhelming sort of how much she helped me and you know like ultimately that's what parents are going to do but you know like my mum has been my rock throughout everything and yeah, you know good. from the from the very start and you know through a lot of my uh, really bad phases like at the start of uni and you know through like the whole experience has just been her that's supported me the most yeah man shout out to the good mums in it like so many people have got unsupportive parents some like i know some of my friends have some of the best parents like my mum supported me for a long time in it and like i do i respect that yeah i mean like i went to i went to a dance school imagine the drama and the beef as a parent at dance school like all the kids are so at each other Mm. it's honestly it's worse than you like it's it's unbelievable and like because we were all in competition as kids but we didn't realize it that pushed onto them it was difficult like what's difficult yeah it's it does get tough like when it's uh you know there there are a lot of very sort of pinnacle times where you know you can't really look to a lot of people for you know help in certain situations but mum has always got you and what was your mum like when you went to uni so um uh at the start like she was obviously very worried um and you know rightfully so i was moving a bit reckless when i first got to uni i can't lie um so i had uh 
you know, obviously just passed my test and, you know, I was driving about and I was driving about pretty quick. <laughs> um, I got caught pretty badly one night and the police, is, you know, they obviously have to do all of their checks and etc. Um, I won't go into all of the details, but uh, ultimately I lost my license. Um, uh, you know, it's been a ban for a year and that was that has been been expired for like three years now but uh you know it taught me a valuable lesson and it was sort of a very big transition for me because when it happened i thought that it was going to be sort of the end of it like the again i can't go into it but the circumstances you know sort of made me believe that my mum would disown me and etc and it was the complete opposite yeah when you put yourself in that situation and yeah. like don't get me wrong i've been there like i won't go into it but like my mum kicked me out at 17 mm. and i felt very abandoned and like we've come back together now and we're chatting and stuff but to actually go through that and know what it's like to be as close to that as you feel like it and mm. thinking they're going to turn back you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah it's not nice it's especially someone you've got such a good relationship with like honestly but very like, tough after that, it was basically a turning point. You know, I'd, I'd do anything. How old are you now. when you lost your licence? 21. 21, I believe. Okay. And that was... Uh, and you're 25 as yeah. of yesterday. 25 as of yesterday. And my Big birthday up. was uh, yesterday. Happy birthday, Gabs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, I don't, know, I don't know if you want to go into it, but when I, like the first time I met you, like, we can mm. cut this if we need to, it, but like the first time I met you, you told me about your, your weight loss and the... Oh man, like you inspired me. I'm I'm a big boy. I've always been a big boy, yeah. And I've lost a lot. Like I've lost a lot you, of weight. You're since looking school trim, bro. I've lost. Yeah, I've been on crutches for four months. Trim. But yeah, I'm getting there. But to see to mm. see pictures of you then and and now, like and the way you spoke about it as well. I t I said earlier that it's like hearing it from someone who's actually been through it is a whole mm. different thing than someone trying to give you advice and and like rant to you. Yeah. So it was that. it was actually inspiring, man. When you when you were talking to me about that, like. Yeah. When so. when, why why were you a bigger kid? Like, tell me tell me tell me as much as you want to tell me in it. Um, for me, I feel like it was, um, you know, it was sort of a, it was a transition phase when obviously I lost my license. I had to adapt, and uh, you know, for me, weight has been a, a hindrance on my life for you know a very long time, and. You know, it was a, a reason I was bullied in school. It was, uh, yeah. you know, it was something that, oh, <laughs> mate, something that held me back in a lot, like, you know, in my confidence, et cetera, et cetera. And I got a job at uh, a paintball place, this place called Delta Force. Yeah. Um, nice. Oh, my God, Delta Force, Jared Cross. <laughs> Jackie used I was, to work there, no? Yeah, another thing we yeah. used to do marshals at Delta Force. Like, that place ain't there no more. It's not no. It's a dip. Well, the play, the paintball place is still a paintball place, but it's is not it Delta Force anymore. It's somewhere yeah, else. They need to turn it to so, it's a different. Um, On paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So you were at the paintball place. Yeah, and uh, you know that basically forced me to, you know, again adapt to my environment. You don't want to get shot multiple times by different people, so. So you literally just have to run about everywhere. I think we all hit a point, like I never tried to lose weight. Mm. I just like I lived in Spain for two, two and a half years mm. 
and that the diet there you can't just go to mcdonald's here it's like an yeah. hour away and it? it's literally Legit. like an hour away Legit. and there's no buses like imagine yeah. it's nothing yeah, like london everywhere. like there's no buses just even cornwall i can get a bus every two hours there there's a timetable if it mm. turns up on time i'll pay you a grand like they would never turn up on time Honestly. you'll get like one an hour and you'll be waiting there and the guy will be like come on then like as if, as if nothing's happened honestly it gets like that but nah, it's, you know, it, it becomes a thing where, you know, from that I was just sort of running about and that that really made like a change for both my confidence and sort of my, uh, you know, my stamina and my ability to, you know, get around and do things. I became more active mentally and I became, you know, more kind of uh, inclined to do things for myself. You know, there were times in college where you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, ask my mum for the money for a bus or whatever. And, you know, sometimes I felt like I would just want to, you know, I would just walk and I would walk 10 miles from Jared's uh, Cross to Windsor. There was one day I did that. I fell asleep in ICT. Wow. Um, a couple of my mates uh, would tell you about that. It was, That's uh, that was a funny story. I've never actually fallen asleep but... in classes. I was probably about three or four. Oh, I did it for every lesson of the straight in maths once. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that though. We had the teacher who couldn't control his, uh, the pupils at all. Honestly. Talk to me about Jack. Tell me about, tell me about Jack because like, oh, no. I want you guys oh. to talk for a bit because you guys have, have got a very good relationship. Like, talk about bros. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, way, the way, the way, the way Gabs talks about Jack is like, honestly. he's a kid. And honestly, honestly, I don't, I don't see it. But, <laughs> Talk to me about like you were saying earlier Jack, how, how Jack's been there. When was Jack there? Tell me about the times. I'm not gonna be a soppy one because he's literally. <laughs> right. that's, that's that's not how we roll around here. But basically, um, nah, Jack. If if it's not mum, it's Jack. To be honest, like when it comes to you know certain situations and certain like circumstances, when I'm feeling the most vulnerable, I know I can speak to Jack and he'll like you know, he'll straighten me out. Now into airsofting, which is definitely gonna... Oh, you know, your airsoft, a... man. Yeah, boy. It's not creative, Honestly. we're not talking about it. I'm not giving it the time of day. <laughs> it's boys playing and shooting each other. Yeah, it's fucking... yeah it is. It's great fun. Yeah. It's a load of shit. <laughs> right, so yeah. I've got... So I say quick fire questions. I've got, I've got a list of questions that mm. are gonna... I ask everyone because I feel like these questions tell me more about you than you think they do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I've got first personal moment that inspired you to make music or to make art, to make something. The first thing you remember that made you, like like I said earlier, I, I watched Rocket Man the other day and I mm. immediately sat on the piano and played your song. Like I was so, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and I felt it. I felt Elton John. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Not like that. <laughs> That's jokes. Go on. No, to be fair, for me, the first time uh, I ever felt like creatively inclined from something that I had listened to was um, at the front of Lion's Den, listening to Shy FX, Dropout, wow. Who Knows, across with Whip Slap. Oh, and uh, that was the first time I ever decided, look, I need to fuck. I need to fucking just do this again. Such to, a moment, isn't it? That, I, need that, to, I need to. You, you can pinpoint it because that or, feeling, that feeling of inspiration is mm. mad. Like, you sit and you just feel it and you're constantly, I get I get songs playing over in my head and I'm like, I'm going to play it like this, I'm going to yeah. play it like that. And then as soon as I sit on an instrument, oh, I love it. Honestly, like I, I just hear one double drop from Shy FX and it's over a nice sound system and that's basically like, you know, that, that was my trigger, that sort of activated me. 
as a, a DJ that made me really want Old to Patrick mix. Patrick Audio. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And now we're here, we've got a we've got a label and um you know. See this is why this is why I want to talk to people like you because not only have you done stuff, you're going somewhere as well and like you've got a bit of direction and you've got a bit of drive to you. Like you're at a point I think twenty four, twenty five is a good age to realise not necessarily what you want to do in life, but how you want to go creatively, which is yeah. a staple. If you're creative from, from early days, you, you're going to be creative and you're going to need that if, when things go bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always a crutch for me. I love, I'll sit and pick up my guitar, I'll play piano if I'm feeling down. Like, that's my, that's my thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, it's important to have that and to keep that. Honestly. And you're doing bits with it at the moment, like. I try, I try. I mean, it's obviously all still a process and you know, everyone's got a plan B and ultimately that's why I'm doing architecture as well. I know that regardless of what happens in music, that I will always have the, you know, the course that I've been studying for and, you know, I will always have, you know, a way to be secure and do something that I enjoy doing, which is, you know, like making stuff and, you know, fixing And you know, problems. to do something like architecture as well, to be pretty much guaranteed a job and be doing something creative mm. have that as an outlet that is that is good yeah that's the goal Try. really that's the dream yeah job security and job joy job satisfaction that's the word job satisfaction that's been playing in your head for a while yep manifestation so tell me first album or song you remember actually downloading or, or putting on your ipod like raw yeah man this is why i didn't want <laughs> no. to tell you the questions before we started oh my god the first well, one that you remember i'm not talking the first one you did the first one you remember like that that stuck <laughs> you that you downloaded that and you were happy repeating that oh even god. if it was on your little, little bluetooth lg cookie <laughs> do you know what i mean like um it must have been like like a neo super early days yeah go on like cookie monster Yes, dude, that's what oh, I want to hear. R.I.P. Thomas Cook, what yeah. fucking legend. Yeah. Wow. Like old dubstep old days, that's when I remember. Old like, tight, gone too soon. Yeah. Honestly, Shit. gone way too soon, R.I.P. Wow. Yeah, man. Is that a dub track? Uh, it's a dubstep artist. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What, he died? Yeah, yeah, he died um, earlier, earlier this year. I think halfway through. Really? Halfway through what, COVID started, or just yeah. died? Just generally died. Not too just generally old. died. Yeah, like, <laughs> the man I just generally know, died. I don't know what he oh, died of. R.I.P. I, I don't think the details ever got released. But, R.I.P, yeah. man. I hate when an track. artist goes, isn't it? It's Absolute always hard. Legend. How old was he young? 41. I wow. To, to my knowledge, I may have got Way that too soon. I don't want to, like, yeah, but. Mm. Wow. Wow. Look that up if you want to know about it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So I like this question. My favorite question. First, like when I first movie film that you watched, where you remember it because the music made something out of the movies. You know what I mean? Like I said to you earlier, like up. I love love the soundtrack to Up. I said that on Anton's mm. one as well. Yeah. I love it. The music is just like. See, for me, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be Tron, and I, I say seen that. that movie. Get, Tron is the new like, one as well. Talking about the yeah, new one. I'm talking about the the modernized one because they had two. There was a, yeah, a yeah, classic, the yeah, the original Tron film, and then there's um, the newer one. And the reason I say that is because I feel like it's because I already had sort of uh, an inclination to Daft Punk, who were actually the people who did the soundtrack for you know some of the uh, some of the Tron Legacy like soundtrack from yeah, the, yeah. Uh, from the from the movie. So, you know, that sort of influence, I guess, really did kind of resonate with me. And, you know, it's obviously a very different vibe to drum and bass or dubstep or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But, 
it is still, you know, electronic and sort of, you know, you hear it through a cinema system. And yeah, it's, it's definitely like, a, route, yeah. a route through. I mean, you also mentioned earlier, weren't you, about adulthood and, and yeah. kiddohood. You like the soundtracks yeah, of them. That's it. In, there's loads of them I mean I like the soundtrack to another hood mate <laughs> I say can you see design I love it <laughs> I love it oh what a, I haven't actually that's seen a spoof that as well and I love that I love that Adam Deacon went on <laughs> did mm. this a great shit didn't he <laughs> um, first time that you you I, want, I don't want to say gave up but like the first time you thought maybe art's not the best route to take in life because everyone has it because it's mm. not a like it's it's not a way of making a living all the time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, whatever time so, you thought it wouldn't it wouldn't work, and you had to like maybe get a proper job. They say. Oh, so I wouldn't say I've ever sort of um, I've never let anything that I've learned from you know uni or you know anything that I've experienced. I've never let it um, sort of assassinate my motivation. I don't, I don't want to, Brilliant, brilliant you know, I don't want there. to, I don't want to come off the wagon. So what I've basically, you know, thought about is, you know, I've thought about changing my, my route, I guess. And, you know, I feel like it may have been a more difficult route if I had gone down that way, because I obviously did to, uh, I did need to retake second year because I failed second year the first time I tried it. And, at the end of that year, I was sort of thinking to myself, oh, do I go into just graphic design and, you know, just like try from there. And, you know, I'm not trying to discredit graphic design in any way, but it's a level of like competition that is just, you know, like the graphic design I never realised that until like, like three or four of our friends are, are graphic designers yeah. mm. like, like honestly the, the and musicians and like the competition is mad even amongst people you know that's what I mean so like I know that when I you know if I were to qualify and you know get my degree in graphic design there's already a million other people that can do that and you know there's people that can do that better they have you know the degree and the credentials in order to do that but I feel like I have more of a, you know, inclination to more practical things, you know, like building things. I would always want to, you know, as well building Lego houses and, you know, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. So oh, I wanted yeah. to I wanted <laughs> to make physical things and I feel like architecture is just the way through to do that, I guess. I like that. You know? I'll do that. Um, okay. In your opinion, in your opinion, the best artist of all time in any field the best artist could be a musician could be a, a a dub dj could be like could be any anyone in any artistic field Oof. have a second <laughs> you know what i mean wow i asked the deep stuff here yeah we like that question um i say this off the top of my head because ultimately Good old first first thoughts yeah off the top of my head I straight away got to say the name Skepta. And, nice. You know, it's it's a very oh, commercial it's a very commercial name, everybody knows, but um, you know, the way he has always maintained his character and sort of, you know, everything that he does is all original, it's all like different and creative and he's done everything. He's literally done absolutely everything. I woke up this morning and listened to that new track he done with Jay Balvin called Nirvana. And it's um, literally like, you know, he's a crime artist. Everybody knows him for grit. And like, you'll just listen to 
that and then you'll go and listen to a Skepta plugged in with fumes and it's just two completely different vibes like he can do absolutely everything he's versatile um he's an entrepreneur and you know he he does everything and he's ultimately a, an artist that I would look up to and sort of want to you know follow but my own way nice I guess nice give me yeah. give me the artist this last question that I've got anyway <laughs> give me the artist that you this is usually quite hard as well that you you really rate you really love but not a lot of people do like an artist that I really rate but really love but not a lot of people do yeah like someone that you really love to listen to or hmm. even like a director or like a, do you know what I mean anything could be anything that's a tough one. Yeah. We're thinking about controversial people now. Um, yeah, go on, alright. It doesn't have to be controversial. Like, it could just be, do you know what I mean? Like something that not a lot of people listen to. or. But I like controversial. Let's go with that. I'd say, like... I don't know. That's a very tough one, you see. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's why it's the last mm-hmm. one. <laughs> very, very good question. Because uh, it separates you. It's the thing that... Shows your personality more because you can't be following the crowd if you're one of the only ones. Either. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We're gonna need to cut out a very long silence. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we can do, that. We can do that. See, it depends how you take the question as well, like. Yeah. Something that not a lot of people rate. I don't know. Do people like? What's What's trending now? I feel like a, I feel like a lot of things. Like you know, so someone like a lot of things can offend a lot of people. So I'm not. When, it doesn't have to be. I'm talking like, like Abba. A lot of people are like, oh Abba, and they've released yeah, a new I, album. So you mean as in like Marmite people? Like you know, yes, Marmite. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, but like not that you hate them. There's less like, lovers than haters. Not interested in them. You know what I mean? Mm. Even around like there are a lot of underrated artists. There are a lot of underrated like MGK, artists. like people like that. Do you know what I mean? Like people think he's exactly. Let's hope you don't listen to this podcast. Kanye West, I guess. Yes, I hate him. I think he's a. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's great for what he did in music, like, but I do he not. Is, he is. Him. We cannot deny. He's insane. He is a creative genius. Oh and yeah, he all does, right. He, do, he, he does his thing. However, he's he does mental. It, like he's <laughs> a, you. You need to really. At the end sort of the day, of, he's living his life. You know what I mean. Living his life is that what you call it? Yeah. Everyone's just living their life. He's... That man is going above and beyond. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Everyone's just living their life. Oh man, I think he's he's like, extra. The way you go about it is different. But yeah, alright, I'll give you that because I don't like him. I, I, I'm not a big fan of him. I just because you don't like them doesn't mean you can't knock the hustle. You can't discredit them for what they've done and that. You know what I mean? Okay, so I mean, anything else you want to chat about, man? Like this is your this is your space to talk, innit? it? Because. This is um, a good way. Not a lot of artists get to talk about things. You know what I mean, you hear a lot of their work and, and you perceive them the way they're put across through their music or through their art, but that's not always the truest self. So, like, we're hearing people chat about it. They often go off topic. Jack, you're the noisiest guy going. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess the one thing I could say is, you know, one thing I could talk about is that, um, and I mean, this podcast that you've gone and created, this amazing thing that you started, has you know it can't have come at a better time because i believe this month is men's mental health awareness month is it, it really so it's you know it's one of those things where you know it's a it's a subject that i hold close to my heart now because i feel like it's something that 
you know, I sort of, you know, I, I encountered properly through uni. So when it comes to, you know, things like this now, it's uh, obviously, you know, something that I feel like people need to talk about more, like not even just men's health, men's mental health, but, you know, mental health in general. Yeah, I feel like it's a subject that obviously we will all talk about, you know. Yeah, it seems to be, it's 2021, and... we all talk about it, but we don't really, do we? Like, we don't. Not, like not enough, not be, as much as we should, because yeah, there are... Yeah, it be considered more, but also, you know, on the subject of it, I feel like, you know, this the start of mental health and well-being starts with, you know, it starts with yourself and, you know, ultimately you can't let anybody hold you back from certain things and the, the people around you are the people that are going to elevate you and, you know, you should never surround yourself with people or things or, you know, like subjects that are going to compromise that you know you want to keep a tight circle around you people that are you know people that are good and i mean it's getting harder and harder to do to be fair yeah. like like people that will talk. I, coming back from being away for years like it's nice coming back in touch with people like jack because mm. that that's the good days you know what i mean you remember Honestly. before you you grew up with it and like it's nice to remember that actually your roots are are good and like the people around you do love you you just got to do the right thing that's it you're all right (laughs) (laughs) so have you got anything coming up tell me about future work anything you want to plug any dates any dj sets anything okay so um i've uh i've started my own uh i've started my own instagram now um i've uh started my own instagram now for my dj stuff um so I've, I've I've undergone a name change. I've, I was Cryo DMB. It's now Halo DMB because everybody kept calling me Cairo, and it was better pissing me off. So uh, <laughs> I was just like, let's let's go with something that people will know and be able to pronounce, and you know, not get wrong. I'm sure somebody will get it wrong at some point, but it's okay because it's all part of you know, it's all part of getting you know bigger and gaining that sort of popularity, I guess. It's all about gaining a following know, these following. days, isn't it? Um, so. You know, it's halo.dmb on Instagram for that one. Um, Junglist Gabs for like all of the normal stuff. And uh, it's Junglist Garms as well, official Junglist Garms for um, something new that I'm going to be starting very soon, which is my own clothing bits and bobs. So Sorry. I'm going to be, you know. You're going to be sponsoring my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, mate. It's going to be. Yeah, it's like repping your clothes. Gonna I'm going to start done. filming the podcast. I'm going to be you sat know, there. It's like, going to be. It's not even just clothes either. We're going to be doing pouches. Um, I want know, a hat. Different like tees. Yeah, there's going to be hats, beanies, all of it. Yeah, there might be even a little bit of paraphernalia. That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. So, you know, we, uh, we're we going to have a few bits going yeah. for it. You've got so many different things you know, going on man like it's mad yeah we're trying we're trying but you've got a little busy brain you need to keep it busy yeah, legit you just keep it busy legit. man this has been sick i've loved chatting to you and i've learned so yeah, much about here, you man. like it's nice isn't it same i feel here. like we've got so, i feel like, like i've got so much more in. what i want to talk to you about yeah, do you know what i mean like, honestly we can do a part two in it we'll, we'll do a part two i reckon we will easy yeah easily done get that done nice well thank you gabs Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jack Finnegan. Thank you, Jordan. Nice, guys. Love. Peace. See ya. It's like your meat, y'all. I keep on coming back because I'm through your speaker. And boss such a creature. Boss such a creature.
Bendel, I came back, never right, and I'm spending, spending, feeling, killing, Mike, checking, one, two, back, back, Mike, check, wrecking, oh. I said I slow it down, forget the back and I call me back, I'm smoking the paper, I'm holding it down, holding the back, I'm holding the ball, holding the banner, the back of the top, coming in down, but it's going the back, we're going the back.